Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak. I'm your host, Elena Fox Starks. Hey guys, I hope you're doing really well in this moment in time on the third rock from the sun, planet Earth. And that whenever and wherever you happen to be, that you are paying attention to the full moon today. There's a couple things I wanted to go over about the full moon. First of all, before we get too deep into this, I am having a completely different day than I did yesterday. <laughs> Everything's back to normal again. It's so strange. Um, you know, my son and I made up. We were totally fine today. And I don't know, it's just like that dark energy of September came in two days early. And now we're just like, okay. And we had a conversation about that. Like, okay. I guess I had been irritating him for like over a year. And he finally told me. (laughs) Over the course of 13 hours, you know, just laying it fly out of nowhere. (laughs) Instead of going, hey, I don't like when you do this one thing. Let's have a conversation about it, you know, a year ago. Anyway, one of the things was doing my show and keeping him up at night. But I don't know if you could hear, he's in my shower because he was feeling itchy and so he's up I'm up we're both up he knows I'm not gonna do the show in the closet today (laughs) although he couldn't hear me so that might be if I could make a little studio in my room and I already ordered some I don't know what you call it foam rubber thingies to go on your wall I actually am considering making a little home studio where there is no echo or reverb and the sound is better. (sighs) You know, it's time 530 some odd or 20 something (laughs) episodes in. I probably might want to think a little bit more about sound quality. If I was still with my ex-boyfriend Renato, he is an excellent sound engineer. (sighs) He's not a bad boyfriend either, but he is a narcissist, so... There's that. (laughs) He says, it's my culture to take care of you. You know, like that was his excuse rather than I love you and I want to take care of you because of that. Anyway, but I digress. Okay, so let's get into what the full moon energy means for us at this time. Because it's pretty, actually pretty exciting. Um, First of all, the September 2020 full moon. Oh my God. Why, why, why? Okay. It's like, I had it all queued up and I go to the page and also went blank. It's back. All right. So the September 2020 full moon will be the best for these Zodiac signs. If you're a cancer, a Scorpio or a Pisces, well, then there you go. It's, it's good luck for you. I guess it will be such an empowering moment 
and this speaks to the innate wisdom that is associated with Pisces and of course the heightened spiritual connections that can be reached with this zodiac sign specifically so well that's good news for my for my daughter who has decided she's a daughter and not a son which I'm glad she's figuring herself out and I'm really grateful I'm I'm really grateful she's gonna have this lovely empowering moment I hope that this is true because I sure love my kids okay let me see now um this is also called uh, now that was according to elitedaily.com and according to women's health mag this is going to be a full corn moon in Pisces it's in Pisces so it's like ooh, it's a nice watery moon sign if you're feeling emotional and weepy and fighty <laughs> like what happened in my household and I'm a Virgo I'm a very very earthy earth sign I'm like down to earth I want positivity at all costs and my my son is always like striving for balance he's a Libra but when he gets off balance it's just like all freaking hell breaks loose and it's like ah <laughs> like I was telling a friend of mine we we're talking about teenagers and how hard it is to raise kids and teenagers specifically and I'm like you know they're just like men you can't you can't live with them and you just can't shoot them I'm just kidding it's not how I feel it's how my mother my mother used to say that ah she called me frustrated her husband again she's like men ah you can't live with them and you just can't shoot them <laughs> uh, I don't know maybe that's just southern humor but that's that was my mom god rest her soul <laughs> my my real my my real birth mom she'd always say that and it's just like uh anyway i'm feeling much better today even though i'm still emotionally reeling and something that the experience taught me though is that just getting away from the full moon stuff for a minute um because we're gonna get into it but um something that taught me though is that i've been working on my chakras a lot and on strengthening my chakras and on, you know, letting go of energy and, you know, that I don't need. And then also pulling in good energy. And I forgot to work on my aura. And I started having a conversation with God last night. And I'm like, what the hell happened? Like, my son said a couple things that were super hurtful and mean that usually I have like a, a defense, like that thick skin developed where I'm like, eh, whatever, he'll get over it you know, and last, and yesterday it just hurt me. It hurt me. And I still feel it. I'm like still reeling from it emotionally. Cause I'm a highly sensitive person. I'm an empath on top of it. So I, I feel my own pain and then I feel his pain. So it's just freaking double pain. And God told me you need to uh, put like more strength in your aura itself. And the imagery that I was given, and this is going to help you guys too, of course, um, which is why I'm bringing it up is if you bring the energy of like the light of the sun and of the nature surrounding you, just pull it in, just suck it in like an energy vampire into your aura and ask that mother earth heals you. Um, just ask that the sunlight comes and strengthens your aura and like the energy from the plants and the trees and everything just strengthen and become like a shield for you and um also i asked god to send me some helpers and i thought he was going to send me an angel or two and next thing i know 
I had a couple polar bear spirits in my room and a grizzly bear spirit surrounding my bed. And then I had in my bed with me the energy of a white lion, um, female lion and a white male lion, one on either side of me. And they both put their giant paws around me. And that was the, the, um, spirits that were with me last night. I always have the big, big spirits, like the big animal spirits with me. And it was just super lovely, but they were both white lions. I mean, how crazy is that? Right. So I feel like this is, um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if they're my totem animals exactly, but I was an animal trainer in heaven. I did an episode on that last year where I train the animals to be ferocious so that men will be afraid and run away from them and also how to protect themselves and also how to run and hide if they have to. And because like when we're all in heaven together, animals and humans, the animals are really, um, they're really, uh, sweet and docile and loving and they speak the language that we understand and you can have a real conversation with an animal in heaven. It's different than here where we're just like, what the hell? Like, you know, um, like we don't really totally, you know, we understand anybody, you know, unless they're human and speak our language. And it's like crazy. We're all disjointed and, and jumbled up, you know, whereas in heaven, you can talk to anybody from any country because we all speak I think maybe Aramaic or whatever the language in heaven is, but it's like way different there than here. And anyway, but that's what happened last night. I had my lion spirits with me and all my bears with me. And I still always have my dragons with me. And I just feel like all these energies, these spirits were helping me. And it was really lovely. I'm so grateful to have them with me. But I've had, I've had um, nights where I just like feel sad and I'll feel someone come and lay in bed with me. And it's like a cat that I used to have that died. Or sometimes my wolf that I used to have, he'll come and visit me. And last night it was a big animals. It was, it was cool to have the animals around me. But you can always ask for spirits to come and be with you and angels and animals. And, you know, if you have a, a dog or a cat or a parakeet that died in the past that spirit might come and be with you again. I feel like they do visit us sometimes. So you can always ask for that energy because it's like super helpful, right? You know, to have that love. Animals are so pure. So, all right, let's get into, I'm going to pick, uh, lucky stars, astrology King. We're going to go to astrologyking.com. So bustle is, also a good one though, bustle.com. They have how the full moon is going to affect you based on your zodiac sign. So if I have time, I'm going to go to that as well. And oh goodness, I don't know why. And by the way, I have uh, decided that today, oh goodness, come on. I don't know why this is just not It's just not going. Why? Okay. I, I'm going to try to, I'm going to attempt. Hopefully this is going to be all right. I'm going to read 
another CIA document that was just released to the public within the last month or two. And this one's about manifestation. It's really deep. It's very detailed. I don't know if I'll get through the whole thing. It might take me literally the full hour to read the whole paper. But it looked very interesting. And it was written by Neville Goddard. Goddard? Goddard? Maybe it's Goddard. G-O-D-D-A-R-D. Neville Goddard. Goddard. I don't know. This seems to me like a name that an angel would take on when he's not letting anyone know he's a real angel. Seems like an angel name to me. A human angel name. So... All right, for some reason, I'm going to have to pause this for a second because my um, internet just cut out. Of course it did. (laughs) Of course it did. Okay, hold on a second. And we're back. Thank God. Okay. (sighs) I couldn't believe the internet just stopped. It's like, what? All right. This is according to astrologyking.com. Full moon in September the 2nd, which by the time you hear this, it will be the full moon day. I'm I'm still in a waxing moon, but here we go. Lucky stars. That, even though it's a moon, lucky stars is the magical phrase for this one. So the Pisces full moon on Wednesday, September 2nd, is positively linked to your anus. (laughs) Okay, not your anus. Uranus. Okay. (laughs) I just, you know, moon, anus, moon. Okay, sorry. Sometimes I'm channeling my inner 14-year-old boy. Probably what irritates my 80-year-old, 17-year-old son. (laughs) He's like Benjamin Button. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Emotional Benjamin Button. Is that a thing? All right. So full moon, September, 2020 brings personal freedom. Woohoo. Positive change. Oh, nice. And exciting events. Ooh, hopefully not like the last two days for me, but (laughs) thank God today was better. Anyway, um, September, 2020, again, they say this three times in a row. All right. The full moon will also activate a lucky star. That brings new friends. Well, I hope to God that my new friend is the star that is my, you know who, my twin flame. I know he's famous. You know, the other day I, I've been thinking about, did I actually say I'm definitely going to put him on the show? No, I will have him on the show as a guest if he wants that. And I will refrain from speaking about him if he wants me to sign an NDA because it's very possible that that might happen too. I, I kind of felt like maybe I kind of spoke out of turn there when I said that as, you know, me Virgo being conscientious, you know, going back and crossing all the T's and dotting all the I's as I do. It's like, maybe I didn't say that quite right the other day, like last week. Will I have my guy on the show? Yeah, but only if he wants to be. And will I not talk about him if he wants me to? Yeah, I would, I would never betray his trust and confidence. But anyway, I just, I don't know why I was thinking about that Tim. Like, did I actually say that? Did he actually listen to my show? Maybe did he actually hear me say that? Is he scared to contact me now? Cause I said that and I'm like, uh, now I gotta be 
come clean about that. Like, am I going to use him? No. But if he wants to be on the show, it'd be great. And if he's on the show, obviously he'll boost my numbers and then they'll help me help more people. And I love that. You know, I would love to be able to give thousands of dollars to charity every month. That would be like the ultimate thing for me. Like, woohoo, I helped 200 villages in Africa this month. And next month there'll be 200 villages here in South America. Oh, it would be so nice. That's what I want to do. But all right, let's get back to the show. All right. <laughs> oh, ADHD. Yay. Such a fun roller coaster for everyone but me. All right. <laughs> all right. So let's 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 uh, get down to this. Um, anyway, so besides the fact that this lucky star will bring us new friends, it is an excellent full moon to break the boredom and relieve stress that have been caused by long-term restrictions and frustrations. Oh, you mean like coronavirus? Coronavirus? Yeah, that's good. That's good news. Full moon meaning. Sun opposite moon brings home, family, and intimate relationships into sharper focus. For the following two weeks of this moon phase. You know what? Sorry, I just <clears throat> kind of vomited in my mouth a little bit there. <laughs> I'm sorry just cackling like the witch that I am (laughs) opposing forces such as work versus home or what you need versus what you want create inner tension and external pressures Right. Like, what do I need? I need Neosporin. What do I want? I want absinthe. I guess stuff like that. Okay. I'm just kind of telling you guys half of my, half of my Amazon wish list right now. (laughs) I'm a wild and varied person. And okay. Anyway, (laughs) I don't get injured very often, but every now and again, I need Neosporin and they just don't sell it here. Like why they don't have anything similar at all you know you ask for antibiotics and they they hand you pills and you're like no i mean i I need like a a, like a you know and they're like what do you mean like a cream and it's like antibiotic cream and they look at you blankly like you're like a damn moron and it's like no like neosporin you know neosporina and they and they're like they don't know what the hell we're talking about so maybe they have it and maybe i'm not asking for it correctly which very much probably is 90% of the case. I never know what the hell to ask for. But anyway, what you need versus what you want. There we go. Um, it creates inner tensions. So this can lead to conflict and crises that drain your energy. I could kind of see that. Like, what do I really need? Maybe a heater in my room and I already ordered one. What do I really want? A kick-ass house at a lower elevation with a swimming pool. That does cause internal pressure. All right, sure, I get that, I see that. So the lunar qualities of emotions and instincts reach their peak at a full moon. Use your increased emotional strength and intuition tomorrow, or well, by the time you hear this, to overcome any relationship challenges. Oh my good God, where were you two damn days ago when I needed this advice? Subconscious awareness allows for an impartial, balanced look at your personal relationships. You'll see clearly 
any relationship dynamics or negative feelings that are causing disharmony. Well, that's good because maybe we can bring everything back into balance. When the Libra's in balance and the Virgo still maintains the positivity that she craves. (laughs) Actually, one of the things we did today together as an activity to help us understand ourselves and each other more is we looked up Libra memes and we looked up Virgo memes and now we understand each other better and we laughed our way through it and that really helped bring about a greater bond between my son and I thank God like we're sometimes we're really at opposition it's like we're literally opposites in so many ways like it's just insane anyway um Let's see if there's anything else going on. We do have a full moon sextile Uranus, which brings greater personal freedom, stimulating encounters, (laughs) hey baby, and exciting events. A lowering of inhibitions makes you more open to change and, well, you'll maybe even actively seek it out. That's good, I guess. This is a good moon phase for trying something new in your domestic routine or personal life. There you go. Maybe like going to bed on time for me. (laughs) You should feel comfortable expressing the more unique side of your personality. Chance encounters might lead to instant attraction and new friendships. Flashes of insight and stronger intuition might guide you into making quick decisions. Follow your instincts to make the most of new opportunities. So this is also a good time for breaking old habits and replacing them with something new. All right. Point taken. All right. So Mars square Saturn is at this time. So when you have Venus square Mars, Venus opposite Saturn and Mars square Saturn, which is what's going on, does point to anger and frustration. Oh no shit, Sherlock. Disappointments and delays in relation to your love life and your finances. Okay. All right. Uh, Mars square Saturn stays within a three degree orb from August 15th through October 9th. This is because Mars is slowing down as it gets ready to station retrograde. Mars will be retrograde on September 9th. Oh my God. We did not need another retrograde this year. Did we? All right. Retrogrades are normal. Don't panic. I don't know why I just had like the weirdest sensation of like the flavor. Do you guys remember chicken and a biscuit crackers, which are simultaneously super nasty and gross, but also super good. It, well, it was my favorite cracker when I was very little. And then I tried it again as, as an adult. And I was like, Ugh. and then I, and then I tasted like spray cheese. I don't know what the hell that is in my, can, can I taste something I ate as a child <laughs> or is my twin flame having a weird nostalgic moment and bought these weird foods? Do you guys remember spray cheese in a can? Remember bacon, cheddar, spray cheese in a can that's like under pressure. It is so disgusting, but also simultaneously super good, but it isn't, it is, but it isn't. It's disgusting. I don't know if I just like tasted something that my inner child loved when I was a kid, which, you know, not having a very developed palate as a four-year-old, you know, but I remember eating that as a snack. Like once in a while, my mom would get that for me. It was like a treat. Once a month we would have that. And it was just like, Ooh, I mean the seventies, some of the weirdest 
grossest food, but also I loved it because my mom gave it to me. That was so strange though. I just, not a, not a flavor I crave, nothing I think about, but if I was in a store in the United States this week, I'd probably buy it out of nostalgia's sake and eat it and get sick and then wished I hadn't. That's usually what, that's usually how it goes. But <laughs> that was the weirdest thing that just happened right when I was reading this. <laughs> My life is so strange. Okay. Um, anyway, let's get back to what we were reading. So basically impatience and frustration will cause restrictions of desires in a deep seated long-term issue that has been building up for weeks. <laughs> okay. Venus triggers this on the Venus, which rules Libra, by the way, triggers this on a day of the full moon. So there is a risk of damage to a love relationship or your bank balance. If you lose your patience. Oh, well, all right. Interesting. So let your intuition guide you and look for opportunities to make positive changes. Good luck is at hand. If you let go of old grudges and stubbornness, Ooh, it's much, much harder for us Irish Americans, but all right, we'll try lucky star. Ooh, now this is really strange. Fixed star scat. Are you serious right now? Scat is the name of a star like does that not mean shit? How is it a lucky star when it's named shit? Literally. Anyway, getting back to the actual website I'm on fixed star scat at nine degrees, nine feet. I don't know. Zero nine, zero nine Pisces is of the nature of Saturn and Jupiter dignified pious, conservative, acquisitive, acquisitive. Didn't know that was a word. Retentive. It gives good fortune and lasting happiness and also indicates safety in a deluge. Moon conjunct scat. <laughs> this just doesn't sound. Uh, I mean, does it sound right to you? Are you hearing it after I say it? Moon conjunct scat. Oh, my God, can we just name this star something else? Okay, Moon Conjunct Scat, new and influential friends associated with companies, public position, but little prominence, valuable gifts, love of respectable women. Hmm, that sounds kind of good. Um, there's a picture of a stellarium here on astrologyking.com. It's kind of interesting. So although second, the second of September full moon is in the sign of Pisces, the image above shows that it lies within the constellation of Aquarius. So due to the precession of the equinoxes, the sun signs are almost a whole sign out of alignment with the constellations from which they were named over 2000 years ago. Yeah, we had a conversation about that a couple weeks back. The September 2nd full moon lasts two weeks up to the September 17th new moon. And if the full moon directly impacts your horoscope, um, you can read about it in your monthly horoscope on astrologyking.com, by the way. So, okay. Uh, so there's that. Let me see where we're at time-wise here. Um, da, 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 da. All right. 
So 14 minutes in, we can read one more of these. I think the bustle article looked good. How the full moon is going to affect you based on your zodiac sign. Now we've already talked about the three signs it's going to be good for. So let's see what's going to be. So it says the astrological reason you're going to be deep in your feelings next month. That's what every Virgo loves to freaking hear. <laughs> so yeah. Okay. Um, how is it going to affect you if you are an Aries? Usually you wear your feelings on your sleeve, but this full moon will inspire you to pull your emotions inward and embrace quality time with yourself. That's if you're an Aries. So if you're able to quiet down the outside forces of your life, as well as a chatter within your own mind, you'll be able to hear your higher self with more ease and clarity. If you are a Taurus, this full moon is asking you to connect with close friends as you're likely to find support and inspiration within your community. If you've been working on your goals in a solitary fashion and keeping your feelings to yourself, well, now's a great time to branch out and seek collaboration when it comes to your to-do list. If you are a Gemini, you're able to revitalize your work life under the beams of this full moon. Oh, that's great news, right? So it's probably one of the best moments of the year, actually, to get inspired about your path and your calling. Instead of throwing yourself into work, try opening up your heart and your mind to inspiration and allow your feelings to lead you toward the parts of your work life that resonate the deepest with you. If you are a cancer, the new moon in a fellow water sign is asking you to dig deep when it comes to your philosophies on life and spirituality. There's no need to hold on to past ideas. You are an ever shifting, ever evolving being. Try to make room for flea, flea, no, not fleas. Never make room for fleas. What the hell? Let me read that over. Try to make room for free flowing explorations, changes and paradigm shifts ahead. And that's if you are a cancer sign. Now, Leo stepping into your power on a surface level comes easily to a confident Leo like you, but acknowledge your power on a deeper, more vulnerable level takes more work under this moon, under this full moon, <laughs> put your emotional efforts into finding strength in your shadow side. If you never dig deep and dissect the darkness under the surface, it will keep you from stepping into your most evolved version of you. Now, if you're a Virgo like me, this is your season's full moon, Virgo. And it's asking you to take a break from your personal quest for self-improvement and channel some of your energy into your closest partnerships. Our relationships can serve as a mirror for our own issues <laughs> ah! and offer a chance to learn about ourselves so we get in touch with what you want what you get in touch with what you want and need out of your own partnerships and make adjustments as you need them. Libra. This is for Libras. You're being called to make more space in your life for spiritual exploration and restful downtime Libra. So allow this full moon to inspire you to make your day-to-day -day tasks more intentional 
and beneficial. Once you have cleared your your calendar of clutter, you have the chance to build it back up in a way that will support your healing, your growth, and balance. Structure your days around your wellness, not just your friends. If you're a Scorpio, with a full moon in a fellow water sign, now is the time to lean into your deep well of emotions with full force. But this luminary is simply about having fun and embracing what brings you pleasure. It's an especially good time to open up your mind to creative inspiration and pour your energy into painting, music, or any other form of artistic self-expression. That's for Scorpio. If you are a Sagittarius, full moons will make you feel more social, extra social, but you may feel more inspired by the comfort and peace of your own company in your own private space this time. Prioritize downtime, connect with longtime friends or family members, seeking inspiration from the people who know you on the deepest, most intimate levels will energize your creative side. If you're a Capricorn, we're almost toward, towards the end here. If you're a Capricorn, if there's been an emotional buildup inside of you, this full moon might be the catalyst you need to inspire a release. I'm thinking what that means is buy yourself some Kleenex. You might have a good cry, okay? Um, while speaking about your emotions is not always easy for you. The words will flow easily and your thoughts will be more clear. Journal out your thoughts. Have heart-to-heart conversations with friends and do not sleep on this important chance to express yourself. Express yourself. Okay, Aquarius. Take stock of what really matters to you right now under this luminary. Aquarius, it's easy to get caught up in spending money, spending time and resources on things that don't actually mean all that much to you. But if you listen to your gut reactions to the choices you make, you can get to know yourself on a whole new level and start building the life you want. If you are a Pisces and this is the last last one happy full moon yay okay i'm getting all all emotional because i miss my pisces child all right happy full moon in your sign pisces this is a great time to embrace your naturally emotional self i'm like channeling my own child right now pisces are always so emotional all right Um, and find ways to express your feelings to others, whether through experimenting with your outfits or through creative arts, you'll find that you are bursting with inspiration and it would be a shame not to use your vision to connect with others under this luminary. My, my child is always forever changing her hair. Last time I saw a picture of her a couple weeks ago, her hair was purple. (laughs) I love that so much. All right. If it wasn't for my Pisces child, I never would have dyed my hair a color other than my normal color. But because of my Pisces child, I I had a black streak in my hair for like a year. And so it's just kind of like, ah. <laughs> now I'm thinking about putting a, a pink streak in my hair. It's like radical for me as a Virgo. It's just... If you're Pisces, you're like, whatever. It's so easy. Just do it. All right. Um, 
let's get into some of the stuff. Okay, um, space weather news. Um, the sun, it, we're in the middle of a solar windstorm right this minute, actually. It's, it's happening as I speak. So I don't know about you guys, but um, ascension symptoms include being obviously emotional. That also has to do with a Pisces full moon, as well as um, being in a lot of physical pain, some emotional pain, having some restless sleep issues, indigestion, stomach issues, um, feeling like you want to eat too much or feeling like you just can't eat at all, feeling like you can't sleep at all, wanting to stay up, um, ear ringing, you know, the typical stuff, ear ringing is definitely one of it, uh, one of them being super spiritual, having insights that you know, even dreaming about insights, dreaming you're with, um, in school, learning about spiritual stuff or with ascended masters. That's a whole nother thing that's been going on with me lately as well. Um, being surrounded by spirits, being tempted by, um, malevolent ish demonish like spirits is another thing being tempted or poked and prodded to anger and other, um, things. I just feel like that's, there's some chaotic spirits going around poking people's sticks right now. It's what it feels like to me, but right now the current, uh, solar wind speed is five, 520.3 kilometers per second, which is really freaking fast because the whole time I've been doing my show in, when I've started including space weather, it's not been over 500 except like maybe two days, maybe three this whole time. Usually it's in the 300s to 400s. I think one time it got up into the 600s, but this is pretty fast solar wind and we're in the middle of a solar wind stream coming right at us right now. We've had 12 days without a sunspot. Now this is some interesting things. Um, here it is according to spaceweather.com. Earth is passing through a stream of solar wind flowing from a northern hole in the sun's atmosphere. As a result, NOAA forecasters say there is a slight chance of G1-class geomagnetic storms on the second during a full moon. So, yay. Two things to look forward to. That's going to make us feel all emotionally uh, stable and perfect, right? (sighs) Not really, but... All right, Arctic sky watchers should be alert for auroras mixed with waning summer twilight, which might be lovely if you want to look at that on YouTube if you're nowhere near the aurora borealis. So a warning from history, the Carrington event was not unique. There is a whole article, I'm not going to go into it, but um, basically there was a flare. It was a storm, a solar storm that rocked the magnetic field of earth. Okay. So back in 1859 and it sparked Aurora Borealis all over Cuba, the Bahamas, Hawaii. It actually set fire to the telegraph stations and well, basically wrote itself into history (laughs) as the biggest solar storm ever. So they're now saying that this is not unique. According to Hisashi Hayakawa of Japan's Nagoya University, whose recent study of solar storms has uncovered other events of comparable intensity. 
Well, okay, if you want to go ahead and read the whole article, it gets pretty long, but basically they are expecting a new one. So just, I guess, be on the lookout for that. Not much we could do if something did happen like that, except have a bucket of water or I don't know. How do you put out a telegraph? Do telegraph stations exist still? It might catch other stuff on fire. (laughs) Oh, that'll be fun. Even more chaos. That's what we need. Ulu Neutron counts coming out of Ulu, Finland, um, the university there. They check the, uh, basically the cosmic energies coming, not from the sun, but from the rest of the universe towards us. And since the Earth's magnetic field has been, well, nil, and ours has been cracked, we've had a lot more cosmic radiation coming our way, which yet again is upgrading our DNA and That's where we're getting our light codes and downloads and upgrades and what have you. But also our ascension symptoms are making us feel like we're, well, batshit crazy at times. And unless you hear somebody like me telling you and explaining what's going on, um, you know, from a wide variety of um, sources, you know, like actual science like this. Now you hear it and you go, huh, maybe, maybe just maybe there's something to it. I mean, when the space radiation, the space weather is affecting geological changes on a massive scale on the planet, like look at all the storms, all the water spouts. I hope you guys have seen pictures of the water spouts. It's something to see, but it's also scary because it's like, it's, it's like a bunch of tornadoes randomly starting in the ocean. But this stuff is started by things like solar winds and um, other cosmic radiation and just the space weather stuff, you know? And so if it's affecting, you know, earthquakes that are happening and storms that are happening and it's affecting volcanoes that are popping off all over the globe, then obviously it's going to affect us too. So you know that when you're feeling out of sorts and suddenly you're irritated and agitated and angry and screaming at people, you know, um, or all of a sudden you're fine one moment and like 10 minutes later you're just like, I'm going to go to sleep now. And then boom, t- 10 hours later, you wake up. Or your ears are ringing so much that you can't hear the person in the same room talking to you. You know, and all these things start happening. You have to realize that a lot of it is space weather. Like it's literally affecting us. And it's been affecting humans for a long time. But this is kind of the solar minimum has been for months and months and months. And we just don't have any protection from the cosmic counts like we used to. Now, according to Ulu, a university in Finland, we are uh, 9% of the space age average, like basically since the beginning of us even taking these counts of the cosmic radiation coming in. We've had a 0.3% um, downturn in the past 48 hours, but we're still 9%. That We're still at a high level of cosmic radiation coming in. So give yourself a break, you know, if you're feeling emotional or physically out of sorts, you know, just kind of take it easy. Um, If you need a a hot Epsom salt bath or hot shower at night, do it, you know. Um, Just take take some moments for yourself. By the way, for indigestion, every now and again I say this one, especially if you're new listening to the show, and a few people have talked to me about this recently. They um, told me, oh my God, the indigestion's been terrible. 
I'm eating normal like I always do, and all of a sudden, I'm having this regurgitation. I'm having horrible issues with my stomach, and you know what? I have too. So, one tablespoon of apple cider vinegar, especially if it is the organic kind with a mother in it, it's way better for you. But even just just from like the normal grocery store is good too. Apple cider vinegar in a half a glass of water. Drink it down real fast and then follow that with a water chaser that rinses all your teeth. Drink another half a glass of normal water. And it, within two minutes, your stomach will be totally fine. And you won't be, you know, aspirating, you know, acid indigestion issues. Just throw away the Zantac. You don't need it. You don't need um, Tums or any of those things. You just need apple cider vinegar. And incidentally, it'll help you lose weight. And it has vitamin B12. It'll help you lose water weight as well. It's very healthy for you. There's, you know, and... Also, someone did talk to me yesterday about this and she said, I was doing this, but it hurt my throat and I'm very sensitive and it sounds like she's very sensitive skin. Um, so, uh, you know, we're talking about, uh, pills. You could actually Puritan.com. You could go and get apple cider vinegar pills. They obviously stink because ugh, vinegar, but you could just take a couple of those, um, hold your breath just down with water and might take a half hour to work because they're pills instead of liquid but that will also help you not have indigestion anymore or tummy issues at all so I just want to bring that up because every now and again people complain to me about it and I'm like you know what um it's such a common thing that we as humans have and then we think was it our do we drink too much coffee was it you know our diet was it this was it that but a lot of it is ascension symptoms lately people that normally don't have this issue are having this issue especially if not changing if you're not changing your diet then it's definitely that's what it is so anyway um again there's another reminder here on space weather that we're in the middle of a solar wind stream which will lead to lovely aurora borealis by the way in the twilight sky so check that out um there were only six reported fireballs six sporadics over the United States today, which is cool. We've been having 40 to 50 or more at some time. That's according to NASA's All Sky Cameras and the All Sky Fireball Network. And there you have it for your space weather report. According to the Schumann Resonance uh, today in DisclosureNews.it, we're at power 51. 51 hertz frequency is what they recorded in Italy. And unfortunately, the GCMS magnetometer is not working for HeartMath Institute, which is super sad, but it is what it is. They were in the path of the fires in California, so hashtag pray for California, as I've been saying for a while. Just love California, send rain. Don't imagine too, too much rain because everyone's worried about mudslides on top of it. But it's like God is doing this, you know, it's although in where my friend Kyle lives over in near Oroville, like he was saying that four people have started fires. I think he said two or three of them were women that they're like arsonists, which is crazy. But also this is the lightning complex fire. So a ton of these fires are, are literally God created like the lightning's coming around and catching things on fire. 
what the hell? This happened when I was there, um, when my kids were little, right? When I was getting a divorce about 11 years ago in the town that burned down two years ago. We're coming up on the two-year anniversary of the Paradise Fire, which they called the Camp Fire, but the town of Paradise burned down. So for me, I literally can never go home again. It just, you know, town just doesn't exist anymore. It's very sad, but yeah, life is just crazy. I mean, lightnings are causing fire and millions of acres are burning and I don't know, just send love and light to California. So, all right, we need to get into our card and then we're um, done, right? So here we go. Um, I drew from the Everyday Witches Tarot, the Five of Swords. There's a lovely thought. (laughs) This is what it says in the Everyday Witches Tarot book. Be careful what you wish for. (laughs) Just because you get what you want does not mean you're going to be happy that you've gotten it. Sometimes sharing is better than winning. Well, that's good advice, isn't it? So, um... This is a description of what I'm going to post later on Instagram, which is at mermaidgirl888. Yay, I get all the swords. One of these witches sure is looking happier than the other two. Ah, it looks like her spell won out over those of the others. And she's proven herself to be the superior magic wielder, but at what cost? Maybe she got so caught up in the moment that she didn't think about the consequences but it is pretty clear there will be some at best there will be a lack of trust in the future at worst her friends will never work with her again eh, was it worth it somewhere down the road she might be wishing she'd played a little nicer <laughs> this is why i like gain, um you know different tarot decks because i like the explanations sometimes they're really funny like that anyway things to consider Life is a lot easier when people work together instead of always trying to win or be the best. The Five of Swords reminds us that there is a cost of being obsessed with being number one, coming out on top. And it warns us that there might be those around us who are not really looking out for our best interests. So ask yourself, are you playing nice? There you go. (laughs) All right. Well, that's it for this moment. I'm going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I might be in the closet again because I think it's getting a little bit late. I want to not be so loud. But uh, I'm going to read a CIA paper that I found. I downloaded a document that was recently released through the Freedom of Information Act. And I decided that I'm going to try to do a CIA paper the first Tuesday of every month. I did the first one of these last month in August, and now it's September 1st, so we're going to do one today, and we'll see how far we get with it. It's about manifestation by Neville Goddard, so hang tight, and I'll be right back after this message.
Okay, tonight I'm back in the closet again, but I am experimenting with the sound to see if I'm not going to be loud for other people to hear me as, but also so that maybe you guys get a better sound quality or maybe the same. So those of you who have expressed um, concern over the quality of the sound or lack thereof in the past, maybe you could tell me from the first half of the show till now, this part of the show, is there any difference? Is it better? Is it worse? Or what have you? So I'm in the closet on one side. I've got the cloth versus yesterday when I had the cloth around me and it seemed like very dampening and you could barely hear me. I could not even put music. And now I'm talking a lot louder with cloth on one side and a whole bunch of egg crates, egg cartons all around. My son said, try this and see that way you won't wake me up and I won't be mad and, and you could get your show done and be loud as you want. Cause I could barely hear you last night. In fact, today he said, did you even finish your show? And I said, yeah, you didn't hear me. And he goes, I thought I kind of heard you talking, but it was really hard to hear you. Good. Right. Especially since I was talking about him. (laughs) Anyway, so I could kind of be my louder self, whatever. I'm usually like such a quiet person, except when I do the show, but here you go. Um, all right. We're going to jump right on in to the CIA papers. So Central Intelligence Agency, that's what the CIA is for the United States of America. <laughs> in case you're listening to this from another country other than the USA, I'm not even in the USA, but these papers were released about a month or so ago. Um, a lot of them are just boring. I mean, boring to me, just like, I don't know, political or whatever, or about criminals. I mean, most of it's just kind of dump data dump of just boring crap, basically. But some of these are very, very interesting about experiments that were done and research that was done about well, spiritual things. It's really crazy. I mean, now I would have to say that maybe Russia had a lot more going on as far as experiments and straight up psychic stuff. Although maybe it's just that I know more about the Russian stuff because it was released a lot sooner. And quite possibly I, as I dig more deeper into the CIA papers, maybe I will find more and more interesting things. Now, last week, I'm not last week, I'm sorry, last month, the first Tuesday of August, we were talking about basically like remote viewing and the astral projection caper. Tonight, we're going to talk about manifestation and we're going to read this 29 page paper. I don't know that I'll get through it tonight. It's really rather detailed. It looks like it's enough material to take us through two to three episodes, to be honest. So we're going to just do this like the first Tuesday of every month for probably throughout the rest of the year. My, my, this might take us through 
let's see, September, October, November, maybe, and then December. I'll look for another topic of this, but I hope you guys enjoy this topic. I love this. Um, the CIA stuff is strange and interesting, you know, when you think about a government agency taking on things like law of attraction and manifestation, it's like, what? (laughs) So, all right, we're going to start with a letter and this is from the department of defense and they approved this information to be released in 2003. In fact, on the 10th of September, 2003. So 17 years ago, this was approved for release to the public, but, uh, they pretty much took their own damn sweet time. Didn't they? (laughs) Anyway, uh, this says at the top of the letter, it's super official, like with a crest and everything with the, like the Eagle (laughs) department of the army, U S army operational group, U S army intelligence, and Security Command out of Fort George G. Meade, Maryland, and then 20755, which I guess is the area code or zip code in Maryland. Subject, analysis and assessment of gateway process. Now, we talked about, the last month, we talked about the gateway process, which is um, a really intense hemi-sinking uh, program it's like a two or three hundred dollar program. We used to have it. My my ex husband and I we went through the program. My uh, my husband went through the whole program. I went through like the first, maybe the second level, maybe the third, and I just kept falling asleep. So you have to keep doing it until you don't fall asleep anymore. Which being a somnambulist and always doing this at night when I was tired, it was just never going to happen for me. You know, I should have done it during the day, but I guess after a while, I got a little bit bored with it. Just to be honest, I can't ask to project. I just couldn't do it. So it's really good though. It's a really, really good program, but we're going to learn what the army and department of defense basically thought about this. So this is a letter to the commander of the U S army operational group in Fort Meade, Maryland. So Number one, this is how it says, it doesn't say dear or hello. It just says number one, just one. You tasked me to provide an assessment of the gateway experience in terms of its mechanics and ultimate practicality. As I set out to fulfill that tasking, it soon became clear that in order to assess the validity and practicality of the process, I needed to do enough supporting research and analysis to fully understand how and why the process works. Frankly, sir, that proved to be an extremely involved and difficult business. Initially, based on conversations with a physician who took the gateway training with me, I had recourse to the biomedical aspects of the process. Then I found it necessary to delve into various sources for information concerning quantum mechanics in order to be able to describe 
this scientifically valid and I'm sorry in order oh my god (coughs) it kind of made sense I think that there's like dust on these egg cartons thanks Virgil anyway okay (laughs) all right it's like so tiny and I'm like like going in and out like zooming in and out to see this where was I let me get back that that like blew my mind what I just read okay all right um Okay, so I found it necessary to delve into various sources for information concerning quantum mechanics in order to be able to describe the nature and functioning of human consciousness. I had to be able to construct a scientifically valid and reasonably lucid model of how consciousness functions under the influence of the brain hemisphere synchronization technique employed by gateway once this was done the next step involved recourse to theoretical physics in order to explain the character of the time space dimension and the means by which expanded human consciousness transcends it in achieving gateways objectives finally i again found it necessary to use physics to bring the whole phenomena phenomenon of out-of-body states into the language of physical science to remove the stigma of its occult connotations and put it in a frame of reference suited to objective assessment. Two, I began the narrative by briefly profiling the fundamental biomedical factors affecting such related techniques as hypnosis, biofeedback, and transcendental meditation. Okay, he probably wasn't seeing that part when he wrote it. (laughs) and transcendental meditation so that their objectives and mode of functioning would be compared in the reader's mind with the gateway experience as the model of its underlying mechanics was developed additionally that introductory material is useful in supporting the conclusions of the paper I indicate that at times these related techniques may provide useful entry points to accelerate movement into the gateway experience. Number three, Niels Bohr. Oh, that's where he's starting his third point. Okay. (laughs) Oh my God. Number three. Niels Bohr, the renowned physicist, once responded to his son's complaints about the obtuse nature of certain concepts in physics by saying, You are not thinking. You are merely being logical. The physics of altered human consciousness 
deals with some conceptualizations that are not easily grasped or visualized exclusively in the context of ordinary left-brain linear thinking. So, to borrow Dr. Bohr's mode of expression, parts of this paper will require not only logic, but a touch of right-brain intuitive insight to achieve a complete, comfortable grasp of the concepts involved. Nevertheless, once that is done, I am confident that their construction and application will stand up to the test of rational critique. Number four. <clears throat> Paradoxically, having gone to such great lengths to avoid trying to render judgments based on an occult or dogmatic frame of reference in the end, I found it necessary to return, at least briefly, to the question of the impact of the gateway experience on common belief systems. I did so because, although it was essential to avoid attempting to render an assessment in the context of such systems, I felt that it was necessary after having completed the analysis to point out that the resulting conclusions do not do any violence to the fundamental mainstream of either Eastern or Western belief systems. Unless that point is clearly established, the danger exists that some people will reject the whole concept of the gateway experience in the mistaken belief that it contradicts and is therefore alien to all that they hold to be right and true. Number five, this study is certainly not designed to be the last word on the subject, but I hope that the validity of its basic structure and of the fundamental concepts upon which it is based will make it a useful guide for other uh, USA INSCOM personnel, USAINSCOM personnel who are required to take the gateway training or work with gateway materials. Signed Wayne M. McDonnell. L-T-C-M-I, Commander D-E-T-O. <laughs> oh. Well, that's... I did not know that Robert Monroe's Gateway Experience was any part of any training at all whatsoever in the CIA. Did you guys know that? That's pretty cool. I mean, it was out... It's still out. I mean, you could still buy it. It's like, like I said, like two or $300. You have to wear a really good quality set of headphones and you put, you uh, have, you know, on each ear, there's different sounds and they're slightly out of sync and your brain will sync them together. And when your brain does that, it creates a connection in the corpus callosum part of your brain that will 
basically make the cross connections between your right brain and your left brain. And it will help you to think like more clear and your both sides of your brain, you know, both hemispheres will function as a whole unit. And it gives you greater insights and clarity and all kinds of cool stuff. Plus, you can astral project faster and easier, supposedly. I mean, every time I've ever tried to astral project in my life, I just would get scared, thought I was dying, (laughs) hop back in my body immediately like, oh, hell no. And other times I was excited about doing it once I understood it more and then I'd be like, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Oh my God. So excited. And, uh, hop back in my body. <laughs> so like I would start to leave and then eh, come right back in my body. So, <laughs> um, all right, let me see where we're at. Um, 16 minutes in. All right. So now I'm on page three out of the 29. So we'll see how we'll get through this. So it looks like we'll probably get through maybe six pages total. Maybe. We'll see. All right. So now this is the actual paper he's submitting. That was the letter to the general. So it says the gateway experience, brain hemisphere synchronization in perspective. Number one, introduction. In order to describe the Monroe Institute technique for achieving altered states of consciousness or the gateway experience, quote unquote, involving brain hemisphere synchronization or hemisync, the most effective way to begin is briefly profile the basic mechanics which underlay operation of related methods such as hypnosis, transcendental meditation, and biofeedback. It is easiest to effectively describe what gateway is by beginning with a short description of those associated techniques that share some common aspects with the gateway experience, but which are nevertheless different. In this way, we can develop a frame of reference at the outset, which will provide useful concepts to explain and understand gateway by comparison as we proceed. Number two, hypnosis. Yay. I love hypnosis, guys. Um, If you're new, just tuning in, you might not know this about me, but I am a certified clinical hypnotherapist and... I started that in 1997 and I've been doing it since then. It's kind of a long time. I don't have a practice right now, but I could still hypnotize anybody. It's awesome. There's only like a couple percentage of the population that is not recommended to be hypnotized. Um, Schizophrenics and psychotics. (laughs) Otherwise, I can hypnotize anybody, even people who are extremely hard to hypnotize. I was given a great technique to even help people that are in that situation. But anyway, I digress. Let me uh, get back into this. So hypnosis, according to the theories of psychologist Ronald Stone 
and the biomedical engineering models of Itzchak Bentov. Hypnosis is basically a technique which permits acquisition of direct access to the sensory motor cortex and pleasure centers and lower cerebral or emotional portions and associated pleasure centers of the right side of the human brain following successful disengagement of the stimulus screening function of the left hemisphere of the brain. The left hemisphere of the brain is the self-cognitive, verbal, and linear reasoning component of the mind. It fulfills the function of screening incoming stimuli by categorizing, assessing, and assigning meaning prior to allowing passage to the right hemisphere of the mind. The right hemisphere, which functions as the non-critical, holistic, non-verbal, and pattern-oriented component of the brain, appears to accept what the left hemisphere passes to it without question. Consequently, if the left hemisphere can be distracted either through boredom or through reduction to a soporific semi-sleep state, external stimuli to include through reduction to, I'm sorry, include through hypnotic suggestions are allowed to pass unchallenged into the right hemisphere where they are accepted and acted upon directly. The result may involve an emotional reaction originating in the lower cerebral region or sensory motor responses requiring involvement of the cortex and so on. Both the sensory and the motor cortices of the right cerebral portion of the brain contains a sequence of points known as the homunculus, which corresponds to points in the body. And they say, see exhibit one next page. (laughs) Stimulation of the corresponding area on the cortex causes intermediate response in the associated portion of the body. Consequently, induction of the suggestion that the left leg is numb if it reaches the right hemisphere unchallenged and and is referred to the appropriate area of the sensory cortex will result in an electrical reaction being generated that will induce the feeling of numbness. Similarly, the suggestion that the person is experiencing a general feeling of happiness and well-being would be referred to the appropriate pleasure centers located in the lower cerebral portion or in the cortex 
of the right hemisphere, thereby inducing the suggested feeling of euphoria. Finally, suggestions such as one that informs the hypnotic subject that he enjoys enhanced concentration or powers of memory would be responded to in the right hemisphere by accessing unused information storage capacity normally held in reserve as a result of left left hemisphere selection and control processes. This aspect will become significant in the context of the gateway process when attention is given to examining the way that hypnosis may be used to accelerate progress in the early stages of the gateway experience. Interesting. So when I got my hypnotherapy degree and I went to the number one only government recognized school in the United States of America, there's a lot of schools, but the only one that was like accredited was Hypnosis Motivational Institute. And they didn't mention any of the stuff this guy just mentioned. So it's very interesting. But we were taught like the subconscious mind and the conscious mind. But I think that this description is more biomedically accurate. And I believe that this is more of the Russian way of looking at it. The left side versus the right side. But we say subconscious mind and conscious mind. And then... The collective unconscious mind is kind of symbols that we all use. And then we have the like super conscious mind, which is our higher self. And then we have beyond that part of the super conscious or, you know, I guess you could almost call it the ultimate consciousness would be that of God, the creator created us all but you know it's like the collective conscious instead of collective unconscious it's like the collective conscious conscience consciousness consciousness anyway just I digress but that's anyway it's a lot it's a lot to take in let me see where we're at uh, time wise here see where we're going you know, we're about halfway through, so it looks like we'll get to about like page five or six, maybe. I'm going to probably try to do a screenshot, capture this um, diagram so that you guys can look at it. Yeah, I think there's only one in today's episode, so I'm going to I'm going to do the diagram and I'm going to put it so you guys could study it in detail on um Instagram, which is at mermaid girl 888. Okay. So number three, transcendental meditation gives you inner preservation. (laughs) Do you guys know that song by Stevie wonder? I highly recommend going to listen to it just because it is such a cool song from the 1970s I guess he got really into it and so he sang a song about it but I love that because he says uh, transcendental meditation gives you peace of mind and it's just oh this song is so good anyway 
one of the memes I saw about Virgos today was that we have a tendency to listen to the same music for like 15 years. We'll hear the same song almost every day. (laughs) I don't listen to the same songs every day, but I do have a thing for Stevie Wonder. Um, It's just some strange... I, yeah, I do. I, there's some music I have loved since the 1970s, and I feel like, ah, but also 60s rock, and I thought that was hilarious. But I keep seeing this, and I keep going, okay, well, Transcendental Meditation, I'm going to have to rock out to this song tomorrow for sure. <laughs> anyway, ugh, the Inner Visions album by Stevie Wonder, it's so good. Anyway. <laughs> I know, Elena, fine music from 2020. I do, I do. I listen to Hollywood vampires, but you know what? Their music is, I mean, it's cover songs from people who've died and David Bowie, especially. (sighs) Love that. I love that band. Anyway, so transcendental meditation. On the other hand, transcendental meditation works in a distinctly different fashion. In this technique, intense and protracted single-minded concentration on the process of drawing energy up the spinal cord ultimately results in what appears to be creation of acoustical standing, acoustical standing waves, in the cerebral ventricles, which are then conducted to the gray matter in the going past the illustration in the cerebral cortex on the right side of the brain. As a result, according to Bentov, these waves will stimulate and eventually polarize the cortex in such a way that it will tend to conduct a signal along the homunculus starting from the toes. (laughs) Okay. um, Okay, that's weird. Okay, I'm like stuck on the word homunculus. I thought that was like a guy made from clay. That's not a homunculus. What is that? Oh, that's a golem. Never mind. I know I've heard the word homunculus. Maybe it's in Magic the Gathering and they got what it means wrong. I don't know. Anyway, I'm trying to fix the sound in here. So it's I'm really trying to experiment the sound. I hope it doesn't drive you guys crazy. I'm a Virgo. So maybe I'm the only one being driven crazy. Maybe Philip, he's a new listener. He's a Virgo. Ho- hopefully this is not driving you crazy, Philip. But. <laughs> Okay, um, and hi, by the way. All right, let me read that again. Um, Bentoff, I have to look into his stuff. His stuff looks very interesting. All right, so this is a very long run on sentence, so I gotta reread it again. As a result, according to Bentoff, These waves will stimulate and eventually polarize the cortex in such a way that it will tend to conduct a signal along the homunculus starting from the toes and on up. The Bentov biomedical model, as described in a book by 
Lee Sanella, S-A-N-N-E-L-L-A, Lee Sanella, M.D., entitled Kundalini Psychosis or Transcendence. What the hell? What? Kundalini Psychosis or Transcendence? Well, okay, stopping for a quick moment again. If you guys are familiar with my Grandma Marion episodes that I did every Saturday last year when I was still doing this seven days a week, I mean, if you haven't heard, if you're brand new to the show, go back and listen to the ones that say Grandma Marion or Reverend Marion Jones, because her stuff is wild. I mean, if you think my stories are wild, my stories are nothing compared to her stories. Like, oh my God, her stories are really, really incredible. But yeah. She talks about that, about what Doriel told her. And he made people raise their kundalini before he could go, um, <clears throat> before they could go for, further in his mystery school. And a lot of people went crazy. They had kundalini psychosis. That's a thing. If you force your kundalini and it, and it like reroutes and goes straight down into the center of the earth, um, that's it. You're, it connects there and you're done. You are gonzo, not in a good way. <laughs> not in the freak party awesome way I mean you are gonzo in a way that your mind is just gone and your kundalini will never raise up again you're just tied to the earth until you pass on from this body it's um very dangerous so don't ever force your kundalini to raise it will spontaneously raise on its own and when it starts to do so Just focus on your crown chakra or your third eye and make sure you get it up to at least your third eye. Just keep focusing on it. It doesn't matter if it takes five minutes or five hours. You just got to get it up there. If it does not go past your navel, it could reroute and really quickly go down. And when your kundalini hits the center of the earth like that, you're done. That's kundalini psychosis. So... It's really interesting that here in this Army Department of Defense paper released recently by the CIA, it's very, very interesting to me to notate that they knew about that. Because <laughs> I'd only ever heard it from um, Grandma Marion, who heard it from Doriel, who started the um, Brotherhood of the White Temple, which is not a racist thing. Some people think, oh my God, but... No, it just means like your soul is white light. So this is kind of what it's referring to. So brotherhood of the white temple, meaning your soul, basically. And we're all a brotherhood. We're all soul family. And by the way, if you want to find me on any, anywhere, social media wise, hashtag soul family, hashtag soul tribe. Wanted to throw that out there in case, because some of you are new. I have a lot new listeners. So yay. Welcome aboard. All right. So let's get back into uh, this. I just thought that was interesting though. Wow. So anyway, he wrote this um, article entitled Kundalini Psychosis or Transcendence. And it states that the standing acoustical waves are the result of the altered rhythm of heart sounds, which are occasioned by prolonged practice of 
practice of meditation and which set up sympathetic vibrations in the walls of the fluid filled cavities which comprise the third and lateral ventricles of the brain. Hmm. In addition, according to Bentoff, the states of bliss described by those whose kundalini symptoms have completed the full loop along the hemispheres may be explained in a self-stimulation of the pleasure centers in the brain caused by the circulation of a current along the sensory cortex. <clears throat> Bentoff also notes that most of the described symptoms start on the left side of the body means that it is mostly a development occurring in the right hemisphere because yeah that makes sense because remember the right hemisphere of the brain controls the left side of the body and the left side of the brain controls the right side of the body you know so only those who are left-handed or in their right mind <laughs> according according to my grandmother god rest her soul <laughs> so yeah um interesting all right so Although normally a period of meditation involving intense concentration and practice for five years or some is required to bring up the kundalini, Bentoff states that exposure to mechanical or acoustical vibrations in the range of four to seven hertz cycles per second for protracted periods may achieve the same effect. Wow. This I did not know. That, huh, that's interesting. Bentoff cites as an example, repeated riding in a car whose suspension and seat combination Produce the range of vibrations or being exposed for long periods of time to these frequencies caused, for instance, by an air conditioning duct. What? So those are things that are in the four to seven frequency range. Honestly, I've had more transcendental kind of meditational experience although I've never officially done transcendental meditation just so you know I am a hypnotherapist I've hypnotized people and been hypnotized many many times so I know a lot about that but as far as um this I don't know a whole lot about it but I do know about actual meditation from a self-realization fellowship and there's many different meditation systems from all over the world so the one that I have done the most have been self-realization fellowship um, style meditation as well as yeah I mean obviously creative visualizations and whatnot but also um, through builders of the Adidam I, I went to that mystery school as well those are both mystery schools one is a mother side one is a father side Bota is a father side and SRF is the mother side so um yeah, I mean, my kundalini rays, not during any of those experiences or do, during anything, 
I was having a near-death experience and I just spontaneously raised my kundalini. It, it just happened. I didn't do it. It did it on its own. And most people I know who've been along the spiritual path for a long time had a similar experience where it just raises up on its own automatically. And then once it starts, you just got to focus on your third eye and make sure you get it at least there. And I did that and then I got it up to my crown and then that was such an amazing surprise. I loved it. It was, I mean, everyone is different. So I'm not going to tell you what happened right now, but it's worth it. It's worth it. If you're brand new on the spiritual path, you just had a spiritual awakening and you're just coming to the show and several of you are in that position. Don't force your Kundalini to raise, but keep going because when it does raise, there is nothing like it in this world. It is, it's like a spiritual orgasm that, once you start it, it just keeps going. And I mean, your Kundalini can like raise up all the way. Sometimes it goes back down. Sometimes it stays raised. It just depends. And every time you have a Kundalini raising experience, it goes all the way up throughout all of your chakras. Every single time it happens, it's a brand new experience every time. So between you could ask a hundred people and they'll all have a different description. And even inside yourself, you could do it two times. It'll be totally different. You do a hundred times and it's a hundred different experiences. So it's worth it. It's so worth it to work on that part of yourself because it brings you like so much more. It, it, it deepens your human experience and it creates more of a connection with God and your higher self, your, your very soul. So I highly, highly recommend it. Anyway, so, um, all right, where are we? Um, that's weird though. About four to seven Hertz cycles per second. Oh my God. It's very crazy. Anyway, so <laughs> air conditioner. All right. Bentoff sites as an example, a repeat. Okay. You're right. I just already said that air conditioning. All right. That was weird. All right. So Bentoff also notes that. The cumulative effect of these vibrations may be able to trigger a spontaneous physio kundalini sequence in susceptible people who have a particularly sensitive nervous system. Well, that's kind of interesting, isn't it? It's really interesting. All right. Um, I don't know. This biofeedback kind section is a little bit long. All right. I think when we come back next month, we're going to start with a biofeedback, which is number four. We'll start with that next time. Because I've already given you a lot to think about with this. It's like not quite as intense as the Kaiba Lion, which is a whole nother level of intense. But a lot of this is connected. It's interconnected, is it not? I mean, here we have from 1912, this paper, I mean, this, this book written by three initiates who are telling us, this was like yesterday's show, um, which was part six yesterday of this ancient book. And I don't know. Yesterday, it's, I've been thinking about it ever since, like, the idea that the you're, you can manifest anything instantly. 
Now, they don't mean, you know, you think about it and you have emotion of it. And six months later, after you've gotten a better job, you buy the car. (laughs) I mean, there are masters that can think about it and manifest a car right before your very eyes in real time. Like, boom, here's your car. Boom, here's your mansion. Boom, here's your orange tree. And you could pluck an orange off of it, peel it and eat it and feel satisfied. And then with a wave of their hand, the orange tree disappears. So when I read that instant manifestation, I was like, damn, I want to do this. I'm going to learn this. I'm going to start with a piece of licorice because that's easy. (laughs) Um, But work my way up to, I don't know, a pile of money or I don't even know what. You know, I I would only want a pile of money so I could pay, like, my bills and stuff. But, <laughs> you know, like, someone comes around, I need some money. Okay, boom, here's a, I'll manifest it. Here's a pile of money for you. You know, hey, enjoy. Go get yourself a place to live. I don't know. <laughs> or go get yourself a hamburger. You know, <laughs> I don't know. It's, I don't even know. What would you guys manifest if you could manifest anything in the whole wide world? If you could manifest, if you could just, you know, wave your hand casually and manifest something on the table before you right now or right in front of you, like in front of your house or in your living room, what would you manifest? You know, would it be like a candy bar? Like my my oldest, she always said, if I could, I'd manifest a burrito. (laughs) I mean, a burrito is like complicated. You have maybe do you have to think about all the parts, or do you have to think about the whole thing, like already pre-made? I mean, obviously it's gonna be pre-made, but you know, do you think about what sauce you want on it? Do you manifest it and go, ah, oh, damn, I didn't want sour cream. <laughs> you know, I don't like guacamole. I mean, you know, what do you? I don't know. That's why I'm, for me, piece of licorice. It's easy. It's like one thing. <laughs> you know, burrito is complicated. And what would you manifest? Pet elephant? Brand new car? A puppy? You know, your favorite toy from when you were a kid? Like, what would you manifest? I don't even know. I mean, seriously, if you you guys got, I might, I'm going to try to ask that if I remember. I'll try to ask that on my Instagram post when I put uh, today's collective card, collective conscious card because I don't know I just feel like that's a very interesting uh, idea isn't it what would you manifest if you could instantaneously instantly manifest it like you think about it and five minutes later boom you have it right now like would it be a fancy $10,000 cocktail dress you know, cocktail gown or whatever, or like tickets to the opera. I mean, what would it be? A hat? A cat? A rat? Okay, no one would manifest a rat. (laughs) It's, I don't know, for me, it's just a super interesting question. Anyway, when we come back um, next month on the first Tuesday of October then I'm going to read the biofeedback section and we'll keep going. This is a 29 page paper. We're on page like five. So it looks like it's going to take a while. 
So there you go. There you have it. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast. I will be back tomorrow with all unique and original programming, just like always. And I want to thank you guys uh, for liking, subscribing, sharing, favoriting, whatever it's called on the app you're using. And also for giving the heads up to your people on Instagram as well as Twitter. I've been getting a lot of shout outs lately. Wanted to thank Yasmin or Yasmin. I don't know how you pronounce your name. I don't think I've ever heard you say it out loud, but I wanted to thank you. I wanted to shout out to other people who've contacted me in the past week. So I might be forgetting some of you and sorry about that if I am, but I want to shout out to Wendell and each shell I X E L. Am I even saying this right? She says everyone thinks of XL when she think when they think of my name. And then what I think is shell, because this is a Mayan name because she has Mayan ancestry. How totally cool is that? But she lives in Paris. So bonjour, Ishelle. <laughs> and a shout out to Anne and Kelsey. I did not even know that you were pregnant until today when I saw it on Facebook. So Kelsey, let's send love and light to Kelsey and best wishes for your beautiful baby coming. And um, we'll send her some energy of no longer having morning sickness. (laughs) I think you said it was over, but just in case, let's send her a calm, smooth tummy energy, but lots of love and light to the baby. So, um, Anne wanted to say hello to Anne and Philip. Like I mentioned you earlier, Wendell, I think I've already mentioned you. Um, Oh, also Jasmine. I have a Yasmin and a Jasmine on a Hatta cat. (laughs) and Becca. I love you, Becca. And of course, forever and always Jude. I'm sure I've missed a few people. So, but a lot of people have contacted me lately about various aspects of the show. And I just sometimes want to give the shout out. So there you go. Anyway, thank you so much for um, telling your Facebook groups, your spiritual groups, especially whether it's meditation groups or you know, ascension groups or symptoms of ascension groups. Just let everyone know that, hey, my show exists. Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast can be heard on all podcast players, apps and platforms, including YouTube. But my YouTube channel kind of sucks right now. And there's a whole long, weird explanation I don't want to get into. But my distributor refuses to stop distributing it by doing massive data dumps and they will not return my money. And it's a whole thing. So I have to live with that until like April of next year. If you guys know a good entertainment lawyer, maybe I need an entertainment lawyer to get out of this and get my money back and start a class action lawsuit against them because I would have already been monetized on YouTube if it hadn't been for their negligence and their uh, lies and not keeping up their end of the contract. So throwing that out there in case any of you are an entertainment lawyer and would like to help me with that. But, um, so yeah, I mean, I'm on all of the platforms, but in case you want to just hear me on my original, because you can only get hundred percent of my show from the original. Apparently on iTunes, there's four or five episodes that just aren't there 
and I don't know why, like episode 151 from this year. It's like, why didn't you guys add that one? What the heck? Anyway, if you're ever missing any of the episodes, anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical. That is my home base for my podcast. So again, that's anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical, which is also where you go if you wanted to um, become a monthly donor, which you could do so for as little as 99 cents. Um, and then also the other options are $4.99 and $9.99 per month. They don't go up past that. So it's not too much money if you wanted to donate. And I'm really super grateful for the two donors that I have right now. So yay. Thank you so much. All right. Um, that's it, you guys. I'm out of here. I'm tired and it's 3.30. Well, in a second, it's going to be 3.33. Yesterday, I ended at 3.33 as well, so <sighs> this house is a house of patterns. Anyway, oh, now I looked and it's 52.52. Speaking of patterns, ugh, if you if you guys are seeing a lot of angel numbers lately, especially 11.11, I see 11.11 everywhere. That's a sign that your twin flame is uh, on his way or her way to you. Also, it is a sign that you are in alignment and you are ascending ever so slightly up, 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 bit by bit, up we go. Yay. <clears throat> so <clears throat> I love each and every one of you. Thank you for being on the Ascension journey with me. Thank you for your continued confidence in my abilities and in the show. And again, thank you for forwarding to all of your people and your groups and everything. It is helping. My numbers are growing and I am really grateful for that. I need to be able to keep the show going because I run out of money in a month. <laughs> At least my last paycheck is a month from now um, because my son will turn 18. Yay. Yay. I did it. <laughs> and also I don't get temporary death benefits to raise my children anymore, you know, after next month. So I'm working on other things, but I'd like the show to go on and so please tell everybody you possibly can about the show because I would like to be able to make a living from my passion because I think you guys deserve that as well as I deserve. We all deserve that, right? Anyway, that's it for now, guys. I love you guys so much. Thank you for tuning in and I will be back tomorrow. And that's it right now. I'm signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the Holy Fifth Dimension. Until next time, guys, peace. Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you.